Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. For Eddie Pinheiro. Pinheiro's kick is no good. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. <laughs> Did Al call him like Pinero there, like like like, like Robert Pinero? Like Robert Pinero. Like, he called him Pinero at the beginning of the clip, and then like half halfway through the play by play, he's like, uh, yo, Bobby De Niro missing the kick, couple right. yards short there. Uh <laughs> it it was really like. It was like Monday Night Football week one last year when Nate Hackett played for like the 85-yard field goal by Brandon McManus on the road in Seattle. It was like not the same thing, but like not far off from that. Ken, I think he, I think he's like dead coach walking like Frank Reich. I I don't think he makes it. Who are the other coaches in that market? I didn't even see that market. Who are the other coaches Um, uh, after after Frank Reich? Because in my head, Um, I'm trying to think like who would get fired before the end of the year. Uh, Give me, yeah, give me like, give me like. I'm just going to go through a few in my head. So, like, I'll try to do conference by or division by division. Uh, oh, all right. Let me make sure it's. Let me make sure if I want to pick anybody but this guy. Uh, no, no. Yeah, like it can't. Well, I guess it could be him. Okay, I think I have two, and I think I know what order they'd be in. Three. But like one stupid, even though maybe it's low priced. So the one that's stupid, that's low priced, that's like won't happen is Belichick. Belichick's the the fourth choice in the market. Yeah, he's in that's single like, digits like, plus six hundred. That's one of those like the limit's ten dollars. So like here you can have something stupid that makes no sense. Um, the two that I was between, and I'll say both first, and I don't think this is going to happen either. Arthur Smith was one that I no. thought of because everybody hates him. And then Rivera no. was the one I thought R- would be the second choice. R- yeah. Rivera is the third choice. Matt Eberflus is the second choice. Why? Good question. I feel like he's definitely like they won last night. I he's don't saved till the end fired. of the year. Yeah, yeah I, think they, so I think they could lose every game. They could lose every game the rest I of the season. So I think too. he might still make it. Yeah, because it doesn't matter. Like they're right. Like they they are getting Rivera, like two top five picks for sure. Rivera, like you could see it. Like if if this like goes really bad for four or five weeks, like they maybe they fire him and they have the enemy coach the last three games or something. Like they could do that. Uh, Reich is plus 175 to be the next head coach fired. He's he's really bad, and that team's bad, and the owner, like, t- the owner might suck, like, and that's a thing right now, and, like, he, and like, he's obviously a really smart guy, billionaire, but, like, did a really poor job. Here's Matt Rule, all this money. Now he's going to override the coaches and the scouts, and they draft Bryce Young, and they trade to get Bryce Young, and then he hires Frank Reich. It's a good 
disaster right now. Anyway, uh, we got great guests coming up on the show today. We can't wait to start our guest parade next hour with Sam Paniadovich, Colin Wilson, Anthony DeBundo, Brad Evans uh, will join us as well. The Glassman, PJ Glasser, all our bets for tonight and NFL Sunday coming up. Power hour, final hour of the program. But for now, let's talk about next week in the National Football League and uh, the two teams that played last night. Get our early thoughts on those point spreads and where we might want to be betting in those games. Uh, we'll save the Panthers and Cowboys. Uh, let's talk the Lions and Bears next week. Pretty interesting, right? I think we can assume that Justin Fields will be back as the Bears quarterback for this game. Uh, by all, I, I think basically on the reporting was that if this had been a game on Sunday as opposed to Thursday, that Fields like might have played in the game. Um, so I think we can we think that he'll be back next week on the road in Detroit against the Lions, who are obviously three point road favorites this weekend in Los Angeles against the Chargers. So Ken, uh, early thoughts, early point spread projection, Lions and Bears for next week um, in Motown. I think this is always going to be like something like eight to nine and a half, something like in that range. I'm trying to think of why it wouldn't be that. Fields playing, I don't think ever gets you to seven, ever. So I think it's more like, all right, uh, is there enough interest in the Lions that despite Fields starting, it would be 10? Like that's actually more the direction that I would think about it in terms of key numbers. I don't think so, but like to be fair, like the Saints went, I mean, God, like against Bajant, the Saints went off as like eight, eight and a half, something like that, yep. basically in the game. And they were always in this same range against Bajant. The Lions are definitely better. Um, maybe it is 10. Maybe it's 10, but like that's that's the conversation I'd be thinking about, like not touchdown, more like nine and a half, 10, 10 and a half. Um, similar to the Panthers game, except, you know, the Panthers are at home for people who are like, how can those two point spreads be the same? Something like that. And it, it'll be interesting. Like, do you think the Bears are that bad? I guess is the question. Like, they've they've given like an okay accounting of themselves in a bunch of these games. Maybe, maybe that would be an appealing bet for a lot of Maybe that is what keeps it under 10 is just that people would like the Bears if it got to that number. Just keep the game close, right? Something that we've seen in, in some of these NFC North Division games previously. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm kind of all over the place with that analysis. I wouldn't bet anything at open. I would assume the market would open like Fields is playing, so you wouldn't even get like a pop out of it. And uh, I'll guess something like nine and a half. That's what I'll guess. Yeah, uh, in between seven and a half and nine and a half, I think like is exactly where I'm at upper, here. But upper range. I don't think it's seven and a half, like ever. I would tease the Lions so fast with everything if that happened. Yeah. But I think everybody you, would. What, if, it's eight, yeah. if it's eight and a half, will you tease the Lions like immediately? Yeah. Yeah. Like I, want, it, I think it's got to be out of teaser range. I think it just like has to be with this matchup. Well, because I was going to, the question was going to be like, okay, like if it's 10, what would you do? I think I'd probably bet Chicago at 10 and nine and a half to your point is probably like a nothing burger. 10 and a half, I think I'd, man, even if it opened 10 and a half, would I click the button on Chicago if I saw 10 and a half like Sunday night, Monday morning? Like maybe, like that feels like way valuable. Um, 10 is really close. 10, I don't know. It, It feels like, and look, like we'll have to see what the offense looks like with Fields back. Like that could be a complete disaster, like it had been. Like it does feel like the defense is starting to morph into something a little different yeah. for Chicago. Healthy. Not that they're like not that they're like the eighty-five version of the team, but the secondary is healthy. Like we can like bag on like the Montez sweat trade and like the contract extension. Like that that's like a real life thing. Also, like he's like a really good player. Like whether or not they paid yeah. him too much or like traded too much to get him, like doesn't matter. Like he's good, and now like he's playing, and like he wasn't playing for them before. So like this the defense. Defense is actually like not bad right now. I'm, I'm not making a case for the Bears to win the game. Just that, like, I think if 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 we got into double digits, I think 
I think I would never bet Detroit. And we'll see what happens yeah. in the game on Sunday. I agree. I think it'd be Bears or nothing. I think I agree with that. Uh, yeah, I'll be curious. Both these games, like the lookouts, can be whatever. We'll watch the games this weekend. I don't. Uh, I don't think in either game. So let's say Dallas plays Sunday against the Giants, and Detroit plays against the Chargers. Is there anything besides a significant injury, result-wise, that could happen in those games that would get these markets kind of like off how we're thinking about them right now? And, you know, last week, I forget what the games we did last week this way, but I, uh, oh, well, we talked, well, I don't know if we did this last week or not, but like we talked about the Bengals and how their performance against the Niners a couple weeks ago was going to like drastically impact what the Bills point spread was. Like one game, and you could be like, well, that's crazy that one game would have that impact. It did. Like it definitely did. And there was a huge, like a six point move probably based on the fact that they played really well in that game. These two don't, they don't feel like that. Like the, the two opponents are so anchored at the bottom that, you know, as long as everybody on Detroit's healthy coming out of the Chargers game, even if they lose, and as long as everybody on the Cowboys, I mean, I don't think the Cowboys are going to lose, but as long as everybody's healthy coming out of the game for them that matter, they like Prescott, Parsons, CeeDee Lamb, as long as all those guys are healthy, I don't think it's going to be different than like kind of what we expect. I don't think we're going to go to the next key number or there'll be a crazy opener or something like that. I guess like if the Lions lost, like if they looked I, really bad, I, I, like would I'll, it open seven and a half or How something? About, uh, yes. I, if the Chargers yeah. win like 38-3, I think it opens seven and a half. Never seven. They could lose 100 to nothing, and I still don't think it'll open seven. But if they win like 40 to three, I think this opens 10. Okay. Yeah, like the. So this is kind of like my point, I guess. Like the Lions could still lose, and it would be in the seven and a half, nine and a half range. Yeah. But I guess, I guess to your point, like, okay, I guess if they look awesome against the Chargers. Yeah, but then it's like Fields is back. Like they're going to open 10. And I'm not saying I don't, I'm not like a Fields apologist or anything. Just like I think that would be viewed as an upgrade of some kind. Like he was playing pretty well before he got hurt. Um, I, that's that's interesting. The idea that if they won by a lot, maybe it's ten. I guess you could be right. Um, these just are, these are like such these are such late season standard types of games where it's like good team that's going to the playoffs more than a touchdown against a team, and you have to try to figure out okay, like. Can I trust the bad team to like show up with some kind of performance here? Or do I want to lay the good team because I don't think that's likely? Are there injuries in the game that affect it? We're going to have the, the type of conversation. It's like a little boring to me, but it's not that. Like it's NFL point spreads. It's interesting. But we get so many of these types of games, like the, the next five, six weeks, we're going to have 25 of them, you know, because it's just this is you're going to have some teams settle in the bottom end, Arizona and the Patriots. And we'll kind of see who else in the AFC. Maybe there's like one or two more teams that end up getting down there a little bit. Um, you know, like, you know, what are the Colts at the end of the year or something like that? And uh, and in the NFC, obviously, we, we kind of know who a lot of the bad teams are. We're going to have those conversations. It's just uh, it's a type of market you see all the time. And I think we're going to have two more of them. Um, and just on, on the Cowboys-Panthers game, like, I, I know the point spread's not going to be, like, 13. Like, and just for context, like, when Dallas right. played on the road in Arizona in week three, it was 11 and a half. So, like, I, I know it's not going to be 13. And I'm not saying that, like, I sat down and, like, made a number for the game and it's 13. What I'm saying is I feel like as a better, I feel like I may bet Dallas at any number, like, up to 13. Uh, sure. Just, like, I, I watch Carolina and I see how this offense looks and I'm like, I don't know how they're scoring. I don't know well, how they are scoring against, against <laughs> the Dallas defense. I'll I don't give know you how it's we have, we have uh, you could definitely be right. Something else interesting. We have a couple minutes left in the rest of the segment. Um, there was a a really another uh, set of like extensive like midseason award stuff that came out today, and 
you know, kind of contained within it. A couple other podcasts came out and stuff. Uh, Miles Garrett is like almost unquestionably ahead in defensive player of the year right now, maybe by a lot. And you can be like, well, how can it be a lot? Like Watt has really good numbers and Parsons really good. I like, again, it's not what I think. I'm just listening to everybody. Garrett feels like he's a mile ahead right now of the field, not statistically, but just if everybody voted, everybody voted for him, everybody, and made it seem like it wasn't that close with a couple other guys. Okay, like, how can that get upset? How can that change? Okay, he's playing it's Lamar Jackson It's a Tommy DeVito, baby. Correct. Well, and, and then it's it's a Bryce Young, baby, is the other one. Right, so how can, how can it change? Garrett's playing Lamar Jackson. Micah Parsons' next two games are Tommy DeVito, Bryce Young. That's how it changes. Like, that's how it changes. It's not like you can go bet Parsons right now, but, man, he's like, Garrett feels like he's impossibly far ahead, except... You look at the Cowboys' schedule and you go, well, this is set up for like seven sacks across two games, and we'll see if Parsons can deliver on that. And uh, and, and and for the other guy that's up there in Defensive Player of the Year, this week, T.J. Watt draws love strings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He feels and like the he's following forgotten week, about, by the right, way. And he's, like, and he's so Watt's good. so good. He's and so all, good. The, all the articles written are like, and T.J. Watt's good, I guess. It's like, and good, I guess. Like what, what, what? Like that? They're, they have a good record right now too. And then, I feel like he almost can't win. And then the week after, they get the Browns. Anyone remember what happened the last time T.J. Watt played the Browns? Mm. He single-handedly wrecked the game, and the Steelers won because of him. Week two on Monday Night Football. Just saying. I think that market's about to get really, really interesting. Hour one done. Hour two for you coming up on the other side. We will start NFL, college football bets, and the chuckle game with our good friend Sam Paniatovich. <laughs> 